0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Buzz, a Bank Automation News podcast. Today is July 27th, 2023. My name is Victor Sweezy, and I'm the editorial intern at Bank Automation News. Today is the third episode of our Global Startup Cities series, where we take you to some of the most innovative tech hubs around the world to give you a look at these startup cultures and the markets they serve. Along the way... We'll be talking to FinTech founders from these cities about the products they're bringing to market. This week, we'll be making a stop in Bengaluru, India's lush garden city and buzzing tech capital. We'll follow Bengaluru's growth from IT hub to full-fledged startup ecosystem and compare it to the developing entrepreneurial culture in the capital of Delhi. Joining me today is the founder and CEO of FinMap, a startup partnering with financial institutions to bring financial literacy to India's growing middle class.
1: Please welcome Kumar Bini. My name is Kumar Binith, and I'm the founder and CEO of FinMap. Uh, it's a fintech startup on a personal finance management space. Uh, as far as my background is concerned, I'm from a banking industry, worked over two decades uh, in multinational banks uh, in various uh, locations in India, starting from uh, Mumbai to Bangalore to uh, eastern side uh, to northern side in Delhi. And over the two decades of experience, whatever I have learned uh, being a banker and the pain points, which normally a common. Working population faces in managing their day to day finances is where we thought those experience will come into the picture and we'll be able to solve the problem of financial literacy, which is not only an Indian problem, but a global problem. even in the developed country like US or Europe have the financial literacy issue, right? And India specifically, the financial literacy rate in India is probably less than 20% among the Indian working population. And due to which a lot of common people faces day-to-day challenges in managing their personal finance. Uh, that is the reason why a FinMAP came into existing existence. We just launched FinMAP around eight months back uh, and uh, currently we're expanding.
0: So tell me a bit more about how FinMAP works and, uh, you know, what tools does it provide users for tracking their financial health?
1: So if you see personal finance management is categorized into four core sector, which is uh, planning, budgeting, savings, and investing, right? Now, most of the people, what happens, so just to give you a little bit of idea in terms of Indian household income in India, how it demarcates, is that uh, top, uh, is that, uh, you know, Say probably 40 million people in india belongs to a high income bracket right for example earning probably you know a um, hundred thousand dollars plus right uh which is and but there is a huge middle class segment in india right where uh, people earn anywhere between you know thousand dollars to say ten thousand to fifty thousand dollars you know now these are the this this segment is what we call as a middle class segment and around 440 million people, you know, currently is within that segment. Now, in case if they want to take personal finance advice or take a financial advisor on board, it costs money. Right. Now, most of these people trust their parents for their work advices or their close friends and families, right? But those but those hamper the decision-making process. The reason why is whatever advice is they are taking from the parents, from the friends and families are based on their own gut feel and their own, you know, experience in that financial product, right? Uh, so that is why we thought, you know, FinMAP as a tools and services, what we are offering is any user can do the entire financial planning, financial health check as to what they are doing is right or wrong. Uh, they can do the entire tax planning they can uh, get all the recommendations and advice on all the retail financial products which is available uh, in the within the banking circle in india uh, they can get their real time you know uh, portfolio tracking so all these tools and services are provided free of cost you know people can take and it's it's on a real time basis it's run by you know algorithm machine intelligence and ai right now, along with that tools and services what we have also provided is all the retail financial products under one umbrella so that when people do their financial planning take recommendations and advices from us the entire financial health cap check they can do once the report is generated you know they have to take an action in order to uh, you know uh, to ensure their financial well-being and the security of their families right now when they take an action we have all the retail financial products to help them to do it seamlessly so you can call it FinMap as a full financial ecosystem in one app. And that is what FinMap is all about.
0: I see. So if you provide this financial ecosystem, you know, free of charge to your to your users, uh, what's the business model and, and where does the revenue come from?
1: All right. So business model is basically, so any transaction which is done by our users through my app, or if they buy any product based on our recommendations, based on their financial planning, based on their you know, financial health check, right, whatever corrective actions they do and whatever product they buy, we have partnered with more than 40 banks and financial institutions in India offering more than 200 financial products across various uh, retail financial products available in India. So whenever they transact, we don't charge anything from the user, you know, but the banking and the financial institutions whom we have tied up with. They pay a certain percentage of commission on the transaction value, and that's how FinMap. One of the revenue models of FinMap is.
0: I see, and I see the some of your partners include, you know, HDFC Bank. Uh, and uh, yes, so
1: as I said, we have more than forty plus uh, banking and financial institutions, including the leading uh, banks in India, ICSA, HDFC, IDFC Bank. Then uh, we have uh, all the uh, all the asset management companies uh, people who are offering cards amex is one of them uh, which is already there in our app uh, you know so we have all the sub sectors of a fintech industry covered under one umbrella whether you require for a wealth tech whether you're, you require it for lending tech whether you require it for insurance all insurance products are available you know so that's how you know it is currently
0: and, you know, given your experience in the in the banking sector, how would you say that this banking landscape in India differs from the one that our users might be more familiar with in uh, in the U.S.?
1: Well, banking landscape, I'm saying the banking landscape might be more or less similar to the U.S., right? But the way the product is offered to the end consumers is where through the technology is where you know, probably you can differentiate. uh, That's a a good differentiation between Indian and the U.S. banking approach towards uh, towards the consumers. So, you know, and for example, if you see uh, in India, it's more of a problem oriented approach we we take into hands where, you know, many Indian startups focus on solving local problems, you know, addressing the needs of the Indian population. Uh, Secondly, you know, if you see, uh, if I compare with U.S. and India, while the united states has a more mature startup ecosystem india startup scene has gained prominence in probably recent years uh, due to these unique factors like collaborative ecosystem venture capital funding offices of venture capital family offices rising middle class and digital penetration initiative taken by the government of india uh, diversity and talent pool which is which is uh, which is also dependent upon the uh, first class education institutions we have So all these things put together, I guess that is where, you know, we see uh, a combination of problem-oriented approach, uh, a diverse talent pool, a government support, a growing consumer market is what differentiates between uh, the U.S. startup ecosystem and the Indian startup system.
0: That's fascinating. And do you think that this growing uh, startup ecosystem is part of, you know, what's created the market for FinMap and the market for people, you know, who require financial literacy tools? Um, and, and what do you think that the impact of an increase in financial literacy could be on the Indian population?
1: See, uh, you know, the impact of financial literacy is somehow you can see it, uh, you can you can see it on the data of the Indian working populations. Now, for example, you know, because of this uh, low financial literacy rate, you'll be astonished uh, to hear that 80% of the Indian working populations still don't plan for their financial future, right? They don't invest in financial assets. You know, real estate and gold was a traditional way of investing, my father's forefathers have invested in real estate and gold, but they have never looked into uh, the various other investment opportunities, which is there in India. And still 90% of the Indian working population still don't invest in financial assets. You know, uh, you know probably more than 80% pay their medical bills from savings, they don't have adequate insurance, you know? And probably, you know, more than 50% are not aware of the corpus required for retirement. So, you know, these statistics itself tells that, you know, in case if we are able to increase the financial literacy problem in India, right, or financial literacy rate in India, all these figures will come down. And once these figures will come down, it will help us in achieving a trillion dollar economy, which we are envisaging. So it it gives an overall macroeconomic situation. Uh, of India will improve considerably.
0: Understood. So, you know, returning to India's startup scene, I think a lot of people associate, uh, Indian startups with Bengaluru, uh, and you know, its reputation as the Silicon Valley of Asia. Could you maybe walk our listeners through how Bengaluru became this startup hub, what the startup scene that developed there is and, you know, where, where, where it's going today?
1: Right. I mean, uh, say, for example, I mean, everybody knows that Bangalore is now called as a Silicon Valley of Asia, and it can be attributed to various factors, you know, including the emergence of companies like Infosys and Wipro in the 1980s, the liberalization of Indian economy, and the subsequent development in the 21st century, which has happened. So, for example, you know, I just mentioned Infosys and Wipro. In the 1980s, you know, Bangalore became the birthplace of these two Indian leading IT services companies. You know, uh, and these companies were founded by Indian entrepreneurs focused on software development and IT services. Their success showcased Bangalore's potential as a technology hub and laid the foundations of city's growth in the IT sector. Liberalisation of Indian economy, you know, added a fuel to the fire. And that's how, you know, development of all the technology parks, the government initiative, like special economic zones, um, uh, office spaces, infrastructure, electronic city, you know, all these initiatives and the amenities provided a collaborative ecosystem for the technology companies to operate and thrive. And that's how Bangalore came into existence. And along with that, obviously, because the education system in India is so robust and there are very... Uh, superior education institutions like uh, you know IM in the bar IIT is you know Indian Institutes of Science etc which is based out of you know Bangalore it you know the talent pool just kept on growing and it's not about the growth of the talent pool also it, it, it is about sharing the knowledge so if you see Bangalore 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 is probably you know the hub of various you know accelerators program incubation programs for the startups. And mentorship program for the startups, and it is also backed by the uh, government of Karnataka. So that's how you, you know the Bangalore Bangalore came into existence in the world uh, global world space as a Silicon Valley of Asia.
0: Thank you so much for walking us through that history. I think that's really informative for our listeners. Can you compare maybe being based in Delhi, but you know I, I believe you're about to open an office in Bangalore. Can you compare the startup scenes there a bit? Tell me what it's like to be an entrepreneur in Delhi and, you know, maybe how, what similarities and what differences exist between those two, which I know Delhi, you know, some are saying that now Delhi startup scene is, is growing really fast too. And it, and it's almost comparable to Bengaluru. So can you maybe compare those two cities?
1: Yeah. So probably if you see, uh, if you see the history of investments, which has happened in startup in India specifically, you know, Bangalore uh, tops the rank, the second comes to Delhi, right? And obviously if you compare the startup ecosystem or the culture, probably, you know, Bangalore were the pioneers of that. And uh, Bangalore Bill is currently the number one, Uh, but in comparison to Delhi, if you see uh, the Bangalore and the Delhi comparison, if you see, I can, you know, there are three prominent, you know, the comparison, which you can look at it. Uh, Bangalore is a wretched talent pool, right? That is for sure. In terms of educations and institutions and, uh, you know, uh, the learning or the even the basic educations on the learning, which normally happens in Bangalore, the startup ecosystem, culture, the environment, the diversity which Bangalore has, probably Delhi is yet to see that, but it is still coming up uh, to that ladder. So, uh, you know, probably I can see five years down the line, probably, you know, Bangalore and Delhi will be one comparative uh, cities to look at it, uh, which Delhi has proven over the last two, three years that they are catching up very soon with the Bangalore city as such.
0: You've been listening to the Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more Automation news.